Good morning. Welcome to the Flame of Fire podcast. I am your host, Pastor David Bobbitt. I pastor the Liberty Baptist Church in Union, New Jersey. Thank you for joining us today. We are uh, going through a series, continuing through the Sermon on the Mount, starting, of course, in Matthew chapter 5 and uh, last week we finished up the Beatitudes, which were really the introduction to Christ's message, where he talked about how to be blessed. And, and, you know, what he taught brought blessing was a lot different than what the world teaches brings blessing. And he showed, uh, where spiritual blessing came from. And many times it was opposite of what, uh, the world around us teaches. And then we started out this week by looking at, um, you're the salt of the earth, and, and we talked about being a salty Christian. Then um, yesterday, we talked about being the light of the world, and we live in a dark world that needs light, and we talked about what that means. And so today, I want to continue uh, through the Sermon on the Mount, and I want us to look at verse 17, um, and, and we're going to uh, look all the way down to verse 19 today. Um, and actually we'll read all the way through to verse 20 today, but I want us to continue in Christ. Of course, remember, um, is teaching his disciples here. He's preparing them for a life of ministry. He's preparing them for service. And as he's, um, introducing this message, really still in the introductory stages, he talks about what brings blessing. And then he starts talking about the fact that we are the salt of the earth, the light of the earth and the witnesses that we're supposed to be. And now he's beginning to lay an introduction to the following passages in chapter 5. And everything, uh, these next few verses really sort of introduce and tie into the rest of the passages that we're going to read. And so somewhat foundational, very important that we understand them. That's Matthew chapter 5, verses 17, uh, all the way down through 20. Let me read for you, and then we'll take a moment and look at these verses today. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth shall pass, one jot or one tittle shall no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. And so I I want us to talk about that. What is Jesus talking about here? Um, He says in verse 17, Think ye not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. And as Jesus is teaching here, he's speaking to the Jewish nation. Of course, they had been given the law of Moses and many of them brought up memorizing and knowing that law. And it was part of their everyday life. It um, was part of what um, really just made up everything they did. It was built around this law. And the Jewish people at that time, they were looking for somebody to come and they really thought that a political kingdom was going to be set up on the earth and that the Mosaic law was going to be done away with and that um, a new law would be set up. And so as Christ is talking to them, he's saying, think not that I'm come to destroy the law, I'm come to fulfill the law. And let me just make application to us today. There's a lot of people who um, talk about the age of grace and they say that we are no longer living under the law 
but under the under grace. Or they'll make a phrase like this, well, that's Old Testament, as if the Old Testament didn't matter anymore. And this is what Christ is addressing. He said, I'm not come to destroy the law. He said, I didn't come to, to do away with the law. I came to fulfill the law. Now, let me give you a little introduction here about the law. The law, of course, the Bible shows us in the book of Romans was a schoolmaster. Um, it was there to show people that they were guilty. The law was there to show people that they were sinners. You see, when you read the law and you tried to live by the letter of the law and keep the law, you couldn't do it. You and I would fall short every time. We couldn't live the law um, to perfection. And that's what he says in verse 20, for except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. You shall no case enter into the kingdom of God. Now, the scribes and Pharisees were known for, uh, they would very out, they would outwardly um, keep every letter of the law. And it, it talks about them tithing on their mint and their anise and their herbs. And um, they would make sure that if there's anything, they would even read things into the law that the law didn't even say. But what was it? It was a, it was a fake righteousness. It was an outward righteousness, a self-righteousness. And so the law was there to show you and I that in and of ourselves, we can't do it. In and of ourselves, you and I couldn't live the law. And as Jesus spoke to people, you'd find him often referring to that. They would say what a good person they were. And so he would start asking them about parts of the law. And then all of a sudden they'd realize, maybe I'm not as good of a person as I thought I was. And so um, Christ then became that fulfillment of the law. Where you and I fall short and cannot complete the law ourselves, where you and I are sinful people and um, could never live the letter of the law ourselves, Christ, the perfect sinless Son of God, came to fulfill the law for us. He became our righteousness. When he died on the cross and took our place, and when we uh, trust Christ as our Savior, our righteousness is fulfilled not by the way we live, but by the way, Christ lived and what Christ did for us. That's where our righteousness is. And Christ then is the fulfillment of the law. And so you and I, we can't live the law on our own, but Christ came to live it for us. And, and we can fulfill that righteousness through Christ. Now, um, here's what Christ is saying then under. So some people would say, well, now we're under grace. Christ fulfilled the law. And so Old Testament doesn't matter. Law doesn't matter. All of that is done away with. Um, but nothing could be further from the truth. You see, when we get saved, the Holy Spirit of God moves inside of us. And, and, and Christ, as he said, I'm not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. And in fact, as you begin reading this passage, Christ, now that we're saved, there's not a lower standard. There's a higher standard than the law. And, and we'll get into that in some future lessons. But here in this passage, Christ talks about the law says Thou shalt not commit adultery. Christ says, now I say under grace, not only should you not commit adultery, but if you lust after a woman in your heart, you've committed adultery in your heart with her. He, he didn't come to do away with the law. He came to make it stronger. He says, the law said you should not murder. He said, I came and I'm telling you that not only should you not murder, but if you hate your brother in your heart, it's the same as murder in your heart. So uh, this idea that the Old Testament law was done away with is completely farce. And yes, we're under grace, but grace didn't come to to make things uh, less. Grace came to make things more. And, and you and I, yes, 
we could not fulfill the law on ourselves, you say, so how would we be able to fulfill something more? If we couldn't live the law, how could we live something greater than the law? Oh, that's where things change in the law of grace. The Holy Spirit of God now indwells us and he empowers us and lives inside of us. And it's through Christ that we can live uh, this stronger moral law. It's through Christ that we can live uh, this this. A uh, way that the Holy Spirit would have us to live in. In the book of Titus, in chapter 2 and verse um, 11, it tells us a little bit about grace. It says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. Now, in verse 12, notice what it says about grace teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. And so grace didn't come so we could live however we wanted to live. Grace came so that we would live a righteous and a godly and a sober life, even in this present wicked world. And to those today that would say, well, we're under grace and I can live the way I want. They obviously don't know much about the working of the Holy Spirit inside of the life. To those today that would say, we're we're under grace, uh, we're not under the law anymore. Yes, that's true, but grace didn't come to make things um, lighter. Uh, grace, in fact, makes things stricter because we have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us and we're held to an even higher moral standard than that of the law. And we'll see that in the passages to come in Matthew chapter 5. And so this morning, I, I want us to see Christ didn't do away with the Old Testament. Christ fulfilled the Old Testament. The Old Testament is still is relative today as it ever was. And that's why God left it for us, recorded for us to read and to study. Why? Because uh, we still need it today. And um, the New Testament is simply the fulfillment or the continuation of the Old Testament. And so grace, Christ said, I am not uh, think not that I'm come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am come, I'm not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Christ fulfilled the law. And now with the Holy Spirit of God and dwelling Christians and believers, not only can we live the law, but we can live the higher moral standard that is found under the age of grace. Lord, I pray you would bless the simple thought this morning and truth. I pray you'd help us to get in your word, to study it, to love it, to live it. Lord, we need you today. Father, I look at our nation. Lord, our nation needs the gospel. Father, our state needs the gospel. Lord, help us to make a difference in this day and age. Help us to live, Lord, with grace leading us and guiding us and strengthening us to live a, a godly and a righteous and a sober life in this present wicked world we live in. Lord, we sure need your help and strength today. Lord, strengthen the churches across America. Lord, strengthen Christians across America. Give us a boldness to witness for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day.